Hey everybody, welcome to Turn It Up, an intermittent podcast from Turning, your learning engagement leader, celebrating the potential and the people behind effective learning engagement solutions. Turning is committed to engaged and equitable learning for everyone, everywhere. So if you're an educator, a student, a trainer, a worker, or just an overall believer in equitable and engaged learning, you have come to the right place. And hey, uh, get your head in the game today uh, for today's episode, literally, because we have uh, really one of the pioneers in um, video gaming, e-gaming, uh, e-sports. Uh, Mr. Rob Borm is with us uh, here today, a good friend of mine. Uh, Rob spent uh, a good chunk of his career, his very creative career, uh, at GameStop, uh, leading a publishing business uh, that included Game Informer magazine, which some of you might not know, uh, which was at its height one of the most, one of the largest subscription-based magazines, like in the world, like People magazine level popular. Mm -hmm. I, it was crazy when I first when I first learned of that. Uh, and the digital version of that magazine was appropriately the largest uh, digital magazine, uh, bar none. So uh, anyway, and then as the gaming industry uh, has, has been evolving uh, from, you know, kids like me years ago, sitting in, in, in my basement playing Defender to, to now <laughs> young people and old people streaming content, competing in tournaments, uh, creating communities in classrooms, in campuses, in companies. Uh, Rob has been part of that evolution. He's been leading it. Uh, both as a consultant to uh, several businesses uh, on his own uh, in schools. And now uh, with a really cool endeavor, uh, he's the SVP of partnerships at LeagueSpot, uh, which is a very cool uh, enabler for uh, businesses, schools, and others to really unleash the, the engagement power of gaming. Uh, so I really can't wait uh, to hear all about that. Uh, so let's, uh, let's just, uh, let's get in, let's get into it. Let's get, get into the game. Uh, as they say, let's, let's get ready to turn it up here today with, uh, with Mr. Rob Borm. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. You know, as you already know, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, you know, you've made so many significant contributions to the scholastic space uh, over time. So I'm really honored to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a, it, it is a it is a mutual mutual admiration club here. I remember Rob years ago uh, uh, before I before I really knew you, and 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 certainly before I realized the the legendary nature of of your prominence. And it was the true story. We had just met each other uh, from the first meeting. I still remember it was this January day meeting at your office, and I came home and I told my kids, uh, who at the time were all in high school. Of you know you know who I was meeting with and 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 about you know Game Informer and they all just they were like are you kidding Game Informer and I'm like well yeah I mean his name's like Rob and so anyway you you oh, gave me a lot of dad cred from day one uh, and 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 all the cool stuff that you led for years at GameStop and really you really were on the tip of the spear in recognizing uh, the content uh, power of gaming the community. Of gaming, and so what right. I'd love. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about League Spot and everything you're doing today. Sure. But I'd love to kind of back it up. How did you get into it? Like, how did you uh, did you recognize years ago, you know, that this was basically going to be <laughs> such a <laughs> such a, a, a massive way for 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 communities for individuals to be engaging, or was it something that 
a lot of us, you know, we kind of fell into, you know, kind of what we ended up doing. Let's dial it back all the way back. How did you end up in, in gaming to begin with? You got it. So what a great question as well, too. So it's a combination of all, and there's a lot of luck uh, that played into that initially. Um, you know, I'm 56 years old, and I just need to tell you, I've never played a game once uh, in my life. Um, oh my in fact, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, every once in a while, my son, who's 24, he he likes to play video games. And every once in a while, I'll just kind of try, and I, I can't even get through a setup menu on some of these games. <laughs> um, but I will tell you that my place and where I fit into this industry and market comes with having a deep understanding of the demographic and the consumption habits associated with gamers and esports enthusiasts. So um, I hope I kind of answered part of your question there just because it was a lot of luck at the front end uh, getting on board with Game Informer and GameStop. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, it's funny, I'll never forget the day uh, when I'm in New York meeting with Coca-Cola's media agency this would have been early to mid 2000s. And I'm sitting in this big conference room with a dozen media planners, supervisors, and I'm explaining games uh, mm -hmm. in the demographic. And, and they were so afraid and nervous uh, about the prospect of aligning their brand, uh, initially at least, uh, with, with games. Um, and it's interesting to see where we are today now uh, with many institutions, brands, embracing uh the space uh, mm -hmm. we still have a lot of work to do um and i'm going to discuss some of those points today but uh yeah it's been a great uh great journey uh 20 plus years unbelievable that's awesome i know do you, do you remember were there any um throughout that you know kind of the early early years at, at, at gamestop and 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 you know obviously you know leading the publishing and, and this community of readers and gamers are really around the world. Do you remember any specific, you know, inflection points or, or points where you saw, you know, this kind of evolution? Because, you know, it's, it's so funny, the stigma, and you know, I've talked about this, you know, the stigma of gaming you know, really is, is it's almost, I mean, you almost sound like a dinosaur now when you're, when you, when you're making jokes about, you know, kids sitting in dark basements playing games, because right. it is so mainstream and it's been so embraced across all sectors, uh, education, uh, business, as I mentioned, um, right. the, uh, the media content. I mean, it really is a mainstream channel, but right. do you remember, you know, were there some moments along the, in those early years where you thought, okay, wait a minute, this is changing, you know, like we're writing about different things or people are wanting to read about the, like, or, or, or has it been sort of this, you know, how they talk about the frog and the, in the pot of water that just the heat keeps sure. getting boiled and they're like, Hey, wait a minute, it's boiling. Or was it that gradual or were there some points where you're like, okay, something's going to change here? Yeah. Great question again, Jeff. Um, you know, I would say over the span of my 20 year, uh, you know, those were very gradual moments. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think the acceptance and the, where we are today with embracing uh, the notion of esports and just video games in general, that's actually, in my opinion, you know, those turning points, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> uh, have occurred as recent within the past five years. I kid you not. Um, okay. and, and I got to tell you, there's still, you know, negative stigma uh, associated from time to time with people playing video games. It is getting better slowly, but surely, but it still exists. And, mm -hmm. 
And I also got to tell you that, you know, there are many who still, you know, view esports as not, they don't perceive it as a bona fide sport activity. Therefore, participants aren't getting similar life skills or benefits as physical sports provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe what's helping to turn this, once again, no pun intended here, mm-hmm. um, you know, by 2023, the esports market will eclipse 100 and you know, excuse me, $1.5 billion. Um, And so, you know, we're starting to see the likes of ESPN now uh, covering esports. We're seeing activations uh, occurring at B2C establishments such as Buffalo Wild Wings. And even the NFL themselves, they have fully embraced esports via their powerful channels and partnerships. Um, And so really, you know, what, what you know comes along with this growth is opportunity, mm-hmm. um, and, and and really you know I'm seeing you know youth are drawn uh, to esports for the obvious you know it's a form of entertainment at least initially and they like the challenge, um, but you know then you got the other you know kind of section section of kids uh, who are not necessarily part of a physical sports team. And esports are providing that op- option and opportunity for become, becoming a part of a bona fide team where yeah, they yeah. receive similar benefits as being on a physical sports team. Yeah, there's just so much. And it is, it is too bad that, you know, the numbers, you know, aren't are, are still um, out of reach for some folks um, sure. because of whether you want to whether you want to, you know, look at the financial <laughs> numbers in, in terms of the, right. the just the overall financial kind of impact. Um, but, but like, like you're just saying, and what you and I have worked on, you know, uh, so closely is, you know, the, the, and what this podcast is about, which is really engaging learners and engaging people, you know, the power of gaming has really evolved into, I mean, there's, there's, there, there's, there's a, there's science that's been, that's been tied to, you know, mastery of skills and, right. and, 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 you know, different sorts of, of, of real, real tangible cognitive benefits right. as well. And so I think that's, um, you know, probably like with everything, it just takes time, but I it think, um, I think, but I do think the work that you now have been leading into bringing it more mainstream has been so critical to that. So, so tell us about League Spot. Tell us about what you're doing there because it's a, it's a fairly new uh, effort, but it looks like you you're casting a pretty broad net to, to bring the power of gaming to a lot we of different are. sectors. We really are. Um, so, you know, at the root of League Spot, we are a software as a service company dedicated to esports. Um, and so really what that means is via our League Stop platform, we're offering a white label, you know, platform, league and tournament uh, platform that enables organizations, uh, institutions and brands the opportunity to offer, host, and grow their own competitive esports programs. In fact, our tagline is your brand, your league, your way. Hmm. Um, And that white label service extends all the way to our client's URL. Um, And so, you know, we're really, you know, at the root of League Spot, we're known for having many what I consider to be unique to the industry features, with one of those being a strong privacy and security measures. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And we actually have a, a published white paper specific to our privacy and security measures with data being the hot topic. Whose data yeah. is it? Um, right. You know, that's a, a, a debate that I see in the industry day in, day out. Our policy is that it's our client's data. We don't touch it. We help with the capture points that our clients want so that they can use the data um, for their own needs. Um, so we're a white label, you know, league and, and tournament platform. And so really, you know, in, in addition to that, we also have several veteran staff members offering tournament administrator and moderator services. Not all of our clients take us up on that. Um, many do. Um, where, you know, it's instead of our clients literally managing these uh, leagues and tournament experiences, at the back end, it's our staff. Um, mm-hmm. We pride ourselves on being silent and in the background so that our organizations, clients, brands uh, can really, you know, offer this up. Um, yeah. So if you don't mind, I'd love to just quickly run through some of our accounts, our clients, because that, I think, provides some perspective. For sure, yeah. Um, so we're servicing uh, 150 colleges. Um, uh, we, uh, within the past, I think six, seven months, uh, we picked up the YMCA as an, uh, an account, YMCA National. Huh. Uh, you know, this is their their entrance into esports for the very, very first time. Um, they have 2,300 locations in North America, and we are ramping up as quickly as possible. Um, right now we've got about 120 locations open, uh, and it's growing rapidly. Um, and, and so we even are servicing high schools as well too. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's just a sample. That's great. It is great. It's been a blast. Well, and I think, I think having, you know, big, you know, partners like the Y, you know, and, and actually that's actually a great testament to this evolving nature and appreciation for gaming. So here's, here's the Y, you know, kind of a the gold standard of, of community and especially with youth, uh, you know, kind of engagement and for them to recognize that, you know, this is, you know, you can either, you can either get on, on board or, or, or miss an opportunity to really connect with where, where, where young people are. Talk, talk to me a little bit about what you're doing in education. Cause I, you know, as you and I have, have worked in that space together, you know, at the really early stages, I, I would imagine the longer, you know, the more people you're talking, you know, you said you've got, you know, over 150, you know, universities, I would imagine that, that the story uh, gets easier as mm-hmm. the longer you're at it, you know, because there is this, it might be a little bit slower than, than we want here, but the yeah. acculturation, the appreciation for gaming, how are you seeing it being used on campuses? Is it, is it through like, like an activities, you know, kind of center or, you know, are they treating it kind of like, like intramural sports or is it, is it being, um, is, are the decision makers kind of more at that, at a higher level, really kind of administration or, or how, like, what's the, what's the, what's been the response in the universities? You got it. So the answer is it's a combination of everything you just described. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see many campuses, uh, who are offering it kind of as a rec league, uh, mm-hmm. you know, style, a game of pickup, you know, if you will. Um, all the way to, you know, the fact that many of these universities are now providing scholarships to esports players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so with that, I'm beginning, and this is the fun part here, right here, Jeff. I'm now starting to see educators who are starting to embrace and leverage the connection 
of esports as a catalyst for you know uh, English language arts, STEAM, mm-hmm. uh, health and wellness, uh, life skills, um, all the way to career opportunities and having that career component, which I'll talk about in a yeah. second. Um, so that is the fun part where I'm starting now to see applications evolve. Yeah. Um, but it's a combination of everything you just mentioned. In fact, one of my favorite uh, schools is University of British Columbia. Um, they've got, I think, uh, a they've got 30 different teams, um, not 30 people, 30 teams um, that they support. Um, and they also have many rec league sort of ways for uh, students to engage where they don't mm-hmm. have to necessarily commit uh, but they're using it kind of as a feeder program simultaneously. So that is one call-out college uh, that I like. And then ECAC, the Eastern Collegiate Athletic Conference. Oh, my word. They are doing it right, um, you know, at the admin level, uh, full support um, to their team members. So this has really been That's enjoyable. Great. Yeah, it is great. Yeah, well, and and I love you know what you mentioned earlier, just in, in in your remarks about you know with educators also seeing it as you know whether it's for you know ESL or you know steam you know engineering you know getting young people engaged in maybe um, subject areas topics that aren't as familiar maybe don't seem as fun you know we talk a lot on this podcast about you know it's about learning engagement and and the tools that that, that whether turning has, uh, or others, you know, have, those are there, that's just what they are. They're tools, they're means to an end. Okay. They're, they're things that an educator or, an, or, or a trainer, uh, or, or a boss, <laughs> you know, a yeah. coach can right. employ to just deepen the level of engagement, whatever engagement you're looking for. Uh, that's, 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 that's the end goal, you know? And so that's what I love. What you're doing is recognizing that, you know, it's like fish where the fish are. You know, and if gaming is where they are, then great. Let's use gaming. And you and I used to talk about, you know, kind of unleashing the power of gaming for good, you know, and that's, and that's, and that's what you're doing. Um, So, so, to so, so let's talk about the future, you know, to wrap up these little um, episodes. We always, we, we, and by the way, thank you for all the turning um, uh, uh, name drops there. Well, your, 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 your checks in the mail. Um, But, uh, but another one that we have here is uh, we, we like to end each, uh, show with a little segment uh, that we call turning the page. Um, So this is a regular part of the show uh, where uh, if we haven't gotten to it already, uh, we give each of our guests the chance to kind of look into a kind of a little crystal ball of sorts to see or, or to kind of wish or predict the future a little bit. So anyway, so Rob, as you kind of turn the page to the future of, of, of gaming, of esports, of just your whole, your whole arena no pun intended, uh, of, of what you're leading. What what do you see different or what do you want to see different in five years? Boy, that is a tough one. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I think at least initially, since much of today's curriculum has a digital and or I guess a virtual component already associated with the process flow, and I'm talking even outside a pandemic, um, I think we all, you know, can do a better job of creating more seamless integration and adjacencies uh, mm-hmm. with esports offerings within the scholastic space. We're getting there, uh, really. 
um, you and I spent a great deal of time talking about the advancements within the past few years. That is wonderful, but we do have more work to do. Um, and I think a lot of that comes down to creating more of a seamless integration of esports offerings mm-hmm. uh, within the scholastic space. And, you know, the one thing I'll mention since I brought up the pandemic word, you know, if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's the balance between education, work, and leisure is undergoing drastic changes. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, back to my point earlier, I want to see us all doing a better job of creating a more seamless integration of esports within the scholastic space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that is the, uh, to the benefit of everybody, you know, to the benefit of the learner, I think to the, also the benefit of, you know, instructors that we've had on this show that have talked about, you know, maybe not using gaming in particular, but using, you know, kind of some of the tenets of gaming and, you know, gamification and, and different True. types of ways to make it just, and this sounds very, very light here, but just to make it more fun, you know, right. to make learning fun. And, right. uh, and, and, so and that's what, you know, the more, the more engaged people are, they're, they're more engaged when they're having fun doing it. So yeah, anyway, I think that's, true. Uh, that's so the true. simplicity of it. So, yeah. so, well, Rob, thank you so much again for joining us here uh, on Turn It Up. We just really appreciate all of the, all of the work that you're leading and uh, in unleashing the power of gaming for good. And uh, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing what, what, what you're doing and, and for being on the show today. Jeff, thank you for having me today. It was my honor and uh, look forward to talking soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at turning.com to see how turning can turn up your learning engagement.